everyone. Welcome to our fifth show. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we'll be talking about weird news, the Mirage Tavern, and many other interesting topics. But first, beer. Today's beer is, actually we purchased today's beer from the Green Growler, which was established in 2011. It's been open for seven years. Uh, it's located in Croton-on-Hudson, New York, at uh, 4 Croton Point Avenue. It is right near the Metro North Railroad stop. They offer craft beer, wine, and live music. They have 10 beers on tap that are always rotating. They also have bottles and cans that you can either enjoy on premise or you can take to go. They are open uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, starting at 2 p.m. and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, starting at 11 a.m. And they are closed on Mondays. You're a little familiar with this location. Uh, a little bit. Uh, there is also a Crowler machine, which is pretty cool. I believe it's offered in two sizes, I think. Uh, 32 ounce and 64 ounce Crowlers. If you're not familiar with that, uh, it is similar to the idea of the Growler, which is the name, the Green Growler. But uh, a lot of people, it's hard to keep the Growler in your car sometimes. You go to a bar, you want a beer, you have to buy another Growler, you end up with 20 Growlers in your house. The can is a much better idea. You go, you have a beer, you want to bring it home, you want to bring it to a party, they can can it right there on premise for you. This place is woman-owned. Shauna O'Callaghan is the owner. Uh, she does a fantastic job. There's also, so the Green Growler has two floors. The second floor is kind of like a little art museum. Every month there's a different artist um, being highlighted. I went yesterday to get the cans and I forgot the artist's name, but it's beautiful work. Everything is on sale. Go, definitely, definitely go check it out. So today's beer, which we purchased from the Green Growler, is from Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. It is a Zwick, it's called Zwickle. <laughs> but the, the German would say <laughs> Zwickle. Uh, it is a Bavarian style lager. It comes in at 5.1% ABV. Its hop bitterness is 19 IBU. It has won some awards. Has it? What did it we win? Are, we are drinking some award-winning juice right mm. here. Uh, it won the gold medal at the 2017 LA International Beer Competition. It also won the gold medal at the 2015 World Beer Championships. Wow. So That's we're, impressive. We're tasting some golden goodness here. <laughs> All right, let's give it a try. Cheers. Cheers. Very malty. Super, super malty. Um, Full-bodied. I'm really feeling my German side. Oh. Tasting Is this. that how you knew to pronounce it the German way? Yeah. <laughs> Was that Swedish? <laughs> 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 All right. So they have uh, their main uh, or initial location is in Wolnzak, Germany. You almost, <laughs> you almost had beer come out of your nose. Right and their stateside locations uh, are... In St. Louis, Missouri, they have oh, really? two locations in St. Louis. They have the uh, Urban Research Brewery, where I think they do most of their production, and then they have the Midtown Brewery and Beer Garden, which has a nice uh, outdoor area. Oh, for that's cool! To sit. A beer garden is very, very nice. So, if for some reason you guys are in St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> uh, visit, maybe you live there. <laughs> visiting Aunt Flo, uh, go and go wow. and check that out. Uh, <laughs> I, I am enjoying it. I really like it. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's very malty, um, full-bodied. I am enjoying it. It's very easy to drink. Um, it's very bready. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
nice uh, spring day we're having today. It's not too hot, even though it's July in New York. Nice little breeze going. It's perfect for today. So, we would highly recommend that you pick up uh, a can of this at the Green Growler. So, first today, well, after our beer, first we're going to talk about uh, weird news. I uh, heard some random news stories that I just wanted to run by you and see maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, just uh, maybe you won't think they're weird. I do. Ready for the first one? Sure. Michael Rappaport stops man from opening plane's emergency door mid-flight. You familiar with this? I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> was this recently? I think it was in May. I think it was a few months ago. I've been saving this. Michael Rappaport sprung to action and stopped a guy who was trying to open the emergency door on an airplane mid-flight, according to another passenger. Fox Sports Director, why is this Fox Sports Director talking about this? Uh, Ted Keeney tweeted about the ordeal, saying he was on the flight to L.A. from Houston early Saturday morning. When he heard a commotion several rows ahead and saw a typical a typical actor <laughs> jump out of his seat and rush toward a guy yelling, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Keeney says by the time he and a, and a couple of big three players who were also on the flight ran up, Michael had the guy by the collar and pulls him away from the emergency door. He told the crew... The guy was trying to open it. Wow. He would have killed everybody on the plane. The man's excuse? Allegedly, he thought it was the bathroom door. What? Yeah, no. With all the instructions on the door and how you have to lift it's the lever. It's a huge door. Yeah. You can see outside through the door. Was this guy senile? Like, what was going on here? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Rappaport also took to Twitter to joke about the scary incident. Giving a shout out to ballers Glenn Big Baby Davis. He went to LSU. Mm-hmm. And Baron Davis. Are they related? Two Davises. No, they're not. For helping defuse the situation as well. <clears throat> the crew was returning to from Houston over from an opening night of a second season season of the Big Three League. Now, who who runs the Big Three League? I've heard of that, but uh, something that Ice Cube started. Oh, right, right, right. Um, is it is it doing well? Do we know anything about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what their ratings are looking like and ticket sales. I've actually watched it a few times. It's pretty enjoyable. There are they're uh, retired re- players. Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. So retired players, uh, some that recently got out of the league, That's uh, cool. and some that have been out for quite some time. Because Big Baby's been out for a while, right? A few years. I think oh. he was on that Celtics team that won when they had. Didn't he play with Shaq? Or no? Well, Shaq was on the Celtics. Like yeah, but he's been retired career. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, next story: Burning Bird falls down from wire, sets seventeen acres of land on fire. Wow, that's some kindling right there. Oh, what a coincidence! This was in Germany. <laughs> German beer, German story. <laughs> So a bird caught fire from an electric cable, fell down and burned 17 acres of land. The incident took place on Monday evening in the coastal city of Rostock. Did I pronounce that properly? Sure. (laughs) According to local reports, the fire began in a dry field and soon spread to nearby railway power lines that began to short circuit. Jesus. The winds also began to spread towards the residential districts of Reichdahl, and Coster Deck, is that correct? Sure. <laughs> and it took a crew of 50 firemen and volunteers, along with the helicopter, to control the fire. The local fire department wrote on Facebook that according to initial estimates, seven hectares? 
what was a heck acre oh. of land were destroyed by the fire. However, people were never in danger, and the fire was brought under control. Though the extent of the property damage is still unclear, nobody was injured by the incident. That bird was an asshole. This is not the first time that something bizarre has led to a fire. In March last year, three American students in Italy tried to cook pasta without water and set fire to their apartment. How does one cook pasta without water? It said students, so obviously they had no clue what they were doing. I should say stupid. Stupid students? (laughs) It's pretty accurate. Next story. Oh, my favorite state for these stories. Can you guess where? Florida. Yes! (laughs) A Florida man has raised the bar when it comes to the old, the dog ate my homework excuse. Nothing ever starts, nothing ever, (laughs) nothing ever good comes out of a A Florida Florida man. man. (laughs) Scott Garrett was pulled over for driving erratically. On I-95 outside of Port St. Lucie last month. When officers detected a smell of alcohol coming from the car, Garrett claimed he wasn't driving the car. His dog was. (laughs) However, the excuse didn't fool... Oh, it didn't fool anyone. (laughs) Red, very glassy, and bloodshot eyes, and a bottle of alcohol in the passenger seat pretty much gave him away. Oh, and there was no actual dog in the car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just made up. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Garrett <laughs> asked officers for a ride home. Instead, they gave him a ride to jail where he was charged with drunk driving. Good. <laughs> he blamed it on his dog, which is ridiculous. And there was no dog. That was in Port St. Lucie. Is it Lucy or Lucci? It's Lucy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not Susan Lucci's uh, hometown. No. Oh, well, who knows? All right, this one <laughs> is a local story. I think you might be familiar with this. Um... I'll just, we'll just go. The Kenilworth School District. <laughs> it's that funny already? Jeez, you said two words. Okay, yeah. So this guy's name is Thomas uh, Tramolini. We'll go with that. Yeah, Tramolini. Because you're also Italian, right. He no, is. So there was a police officer in my hometown. Who had oh, really? Name. Yeah. I think I he's they related. All right, so this guy's on paid leave uh, through June 30th. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want the me charges? <laughs> the charges are public urination slash defecation, littering, uh-huh. and lewdness. This guy had a night. <laughs> okay. Adams, a defense attorney with Morristown-based Fox Rothschild, has previously said that Tremolini looks forward to rebutting some of the falsehoods that have been portrayed about him in the media. Adams has said the information is incorrect. According to Hommel, Homdale Police, Homdale, yeah. wow, okay, officials monitored the area and were able to identify Tramolini as the person responsible for defecating on the school's track daily. Do you remember the story in Jersey now? Every day he would... They kept finding poop on the track and they didn't know who was doing it. We saw this, this story locally. <laughs> they finally caught him? According to the arrest report... There are two DVDs with surveillance video footage of the crime. The township hasn't released the footage saying it could compromise the school security measures and surveillance techniques. The dude was a superintendent. Didn't he know there were cameras? Wow. And he knew this was a news story and people were trying to figure it out. Wouldn't you stop shitting on the track? Is he, like, you... <laughs> he like getting his jollies off on it? Like the, the fact that he was getting away with it? They have things? no idea. Uh, 
What's not known is why someone would relieve themselves at a school multiple times. Tromolini was arrested at 5.45 a.m. on May 1st while he was running on the track at the high school. So I heard a few few uh, stories of, of people saying, well, you know, he's a runner. And, you know, sometimes runners, they go on themselves in marathons. Every that's, day. that's a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. This dude is at the school. He's a superintendent, so he has keys. He can go inside. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And use one of, like, 15 bathrooms. He did it daily. <laughs> what is wrong with him? So ridiculous. <laughs> Last story. A doggy daycare business in Alberta shared security... This is perfect. Perfect follow-up. Yeah. Security camera footage of a bizarre burglary attempt by two hapless suspects. The film... The video filmed by security cameras at Central Bark in Winnipeg shows the two men drive up to the business in a van. One of them grabs a large plastic garbage can with the apparent intention of trying to load it into the back of the van. The man appears to get spooked and jumps back into the driver's seat as his cohort runs toward the van with a broken sign. The second man attempts to get back into the van, but the puller, the driver pulls out too quickly and ends up taking... <laughs> Out the other man with the open passenger door. Oh, wow. The van drives out off without the second suspect who flees the scene on foot. Central Bark's Facebook page branded the attempt theft as concerning but hilarious. Workers at the business said the men were better off not stealing the garbage can as it was full of dog poop. Oh. <laughs> when I saw the video, I thought, why would you steal a garbage bin full of feces? What were you planning on doing with it? It was definitely a shocker to see such a lame attempt at stealing anything, the dog groomer said. The owners of Central Bark said they have shared the footage with police but aren't too concerned about the suspects. I thought it was more funny than anything, and it looks like they're up to no good and got some bad karma themselves. Were they farmers? Do they need fertilizer? Like, what's, what's going on here? Do you think they knew it was poop? Do you think they thought it was something else, perhaps? Do they know Tramolini? We don't know. <laughs> Are they best friends? <laughs> The species fixation. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we'll have uh, less stories about poop next time. Oh, folks. we don't want more poop stories? <laughs> All right, so this is another cool story that I heard. It is about the Mirage Tavern. It was a bar in Chicago back in the day. Love Chicago. We just went there. We did. We had a fantastic time. In the late 70s, investigative reporters and photographers from the Chicago Sun-Times uncovered a cyclical pattern of culture of corruption. It's Chicago. We know of this. All from the confines of the Mirage Tavern, a rundown River North bar the team purchased. So the newspaper team purchased the bar. Oh, wow. While the phony bar operated for only a few months in 1977, the Sun-Times investigative team partnered with local watchdog, the Better Government Association, documented enough wrongdoings to start publishing a 25-part investigative series in January of 1978. This is genius to me. Photographers perched at a secret lookout point in the roof, snapped images of city inspectors looking for payoffs, wow. and accountants willing to help the new business dodge taxes. They pulled off the greatest sting in the city's history. Here's an example of what was going on. A city electrical <clears throat> inspector agreed to overlook faulty wiring. A fire department lieutenant agreed to sign off on the ta tavern's grand opening despite the loose electrical wires hanging from the rafters and a basement piled high with trash. Oh, that's safe. A city health inspector ignored maggots 
and in sink drains that emptied down to the basement floor. <clears throat> Yummy. A state liquor inspector ignored fruit flies in the liquor bottles. Ugh. The tavern switched out all the real bottles uh, that were fly-free when customers actually came in, but they were stunned that they were allowed to do this. Also reported were illegal kickbacks from the pinball operator and jukebox operators, as well as tax skimming. A local accountant showed them how to keep two sets of records and advised them what to do in a day-to-day operations with other inspectors. He warned them the only... (laughs) He warned them... The only people not to bribe were the police officers, saying if you pay off a cop, they will keep coming around every month like flies looking for a payoff. So when I first read this, I was like, yeah, of course, you don't offer a cop a bribe. Like, you can get in trouble. They're saying no, because they'll want to come every month to get more money. Chicago back in the (laughs) 70s. This is so funny to me. There's some pictures. If you guys want to Google the story, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, they show the bar how disgusting it is. I think it's genius that they even thought, you know what? You know how we're going to catch everybody? Let's just open the bar and see it firsthand. And they had photographers in the rafters taking pictures of everything. That's amazing. And recording the conversation. So what's at that location now? It's still a bar. It is called the Brian Pub now. Still up and running. Uh, the address is 731 North Wales I wonder if they Chicago. have any of the um, photographs. Up on the walls. I know they had, this was 40 years ago, so they had a party at the new, well, it's the same location, at the new bar, uh, and everybody from back then came. A lot of people at the time were saying this is ridiculous, it's entrapment. Um, I don't know. Is it entrapment? They didn't offer anybody a bribe. They they yeah. made it very clear when the inspectors came in, they waited for the inspectors to yeah. talk to them. Yeah. So this one accountant was showing them how to have two sets of books, blah, blah, blah. They called in six other accountants, oh, wow. and they all said the same thing. Same they thing. couldn't find one honest accountant in the whole wow. place. <laughs> I think that's very cool, though. Very smart. Good on you, uh, reporters at the Mirage Tavern. All right. This is going to be my favorite part of this show. I know I'm getting old because I hear myself saying, these kids today don't know music. I cannot stand music today, especially the mumble rap. I don't know what they are saying. I don't know what's going on. Do you agree? You disagree? Are you you loving music right now? No, I think hip hop has taken a sharp decline. Um, Yeah. Except for like the older artists that kind of come out with Songs. Yeah, I can't stand any of the new artists. Do you today. feel like it's just because we're getting older, or does it really suck? Because every generation says this about the generation coming up behind them. No, like, when we were it's... younger, adults said, oh, this music is horrible. And we liked it. So yeah. are we are we wrong? I don't think we're wrong. No. I, I found myself watching the World Cup championship last week. Mm-hmm. And when the, the people ran across the field, mm-hmm. they weren't streakers. They weren't like <laughs> nude or anything. But No Mark Roberts? I, I got like infuriated because it was impinging on me being able to watch <laughs> one of the Old biggest sporting games. events. Yeah, I was like, get these guys <laughs> off the field. And then I'm like, oh my God, I like, sound like my father. Like, what am I doing right now? I had to like pull myself. I got up. I walked out of the room. I was you like, had to leave the room. I was like, "They'll be off the field soon enough. They're going to continue gameplay, and all's <laughs> right with the world." You had to give yourself a talk. Yeah, old man Higgins. So okay. I I bring this all up because, like I said, I feel like every generation says this about the generation following them. 
So I looked up some old school song lyrics. Okay. These would be songs that our great great grandparents would have listened to. Okay. Just to see, like, were lyrics better then? Was it better music? Are you ready? Yeah. I got seven for you. The first artist I'm highlighting is named Skip James. Though he was born Nehemiah Curtis James in 1902 in Mississippi. Okay. He was a musician, songwriter, and a preacher. Okay. That is important because I need you to remember that he's a preacher as you listen to these song lyrics. Uh, the name of the song is 2220 Blues. It was put out in 1931. Wow. Ready? Sometimes she gets unruly and act like she don't want to do. But I get in my 2220, I cut that woman half in two. Your 38 special buddy, it's most too light. But my 2220 will make everything all right. This is some violent shit. <laughs> this pastor is twisted. <laughs> Thank you. He's a pastor. <laughs> Later on, Robert Johnson recorded the song and made it much more popular. He upped the caliber, and the name of his song was 3220 Blues. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, the this next. Is like, this yeah. is like that show. I don't know if it's on A&E or whatever. I think it's called Preacher. It's like there's a show called Preacher. Yeah, yeah. I and think it's it, does after, he murder people? I think it's after a comic book. Yeah, he's not like the best of uh, people. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll Interesting. check it out. Next uh, musician <clears throat> is named Lucille Bogan. The name of her song is "Shave 'Em Dry." Oh, okay. put out in 1935. Lucille was born in 1897, and also in Mississippi. She was considered one of the big three blues singers of the time with Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith. Those are huge names. Heard of I, them, yeah. Yeah, I never heard of her, though. Many of her songs have been covered by Buddy Guy and B.B. King. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. She was considered the queen of the dirty blues. Hey, now. And writer of such classics as Sloppy Drunk Blues. Okay. Tricks Ain't Walking. <laughs> no more. Uh, all right, so here... Here are some lyrics from Shave 'em Dry, her most famous, famous song. I got nipples on my titties. Okay. Big as the end of my thumb. I got something brewing. My legs, my legs will make a dead man come. Say I fucked all night and all the night before, baby. And I feel just like I want to fuck some more. This, Excuse me, this, Lucille? Oh, sorry. This got radio play back in the day? Or like... It's 1935. Oh, okay. I don't, right. I don't yeah. know. I'm assuming these are like juke joints and like little neighborhood... I don't know. I have no idea. But... Uh, we got people complaining about today's lyrics? Yeah. Oh, there's more. Um, now your nuts hang down like a damn bell sapper. I don't know what a bell sapper is. Just to let our listeners know, I did not know this was coming. <laughs> this was a surprise topic that Dana chose to do a segment on, and this is um, this is pretty crazy. Okay, continue, sir. And your dick stands up like a steeple. There we go. Your goddamn asshole stands open like a church door. And the crabs walk in like people. All right. Does she say he has crabs in his asshole? I don't know, but I feel like we need to go to church tomorrow. <laughs> Our next musician is named King Solomon Hill. He was born Joe Holmes, also in Mississippi. 
The name of his song is Whoopi Blues, 1932. You ready? Yeah, these are all your people. <laughs> I'm not from Mississippi. Tell me when you've been gone all day that you make Whoopi all night. Oh, Whoopi. At least he's like, it's cleaner. It's not like Lucille. I'm going to take my razor and cut you late hours. You wouldn't think I'd be serving you right. Yeah, it's real cleaner. I said, Undertaker, been here and gone. I gave him a height and size. You be making whoopee with the devil in hell tomorrow night. He's murdering her. Baby, you done made me love you. Now I got me for, now I got me for your slave. From now you'll be making whoopee deep in the lonesome grave. Oh, okay. So violence and sex was a big theme of music in the 30s, we're, we're learning. Same today. Wow. Who oh my God, it? you're right. Who would have thunk it? See, I, every generation's the same, I guess. Guess so. Next, we have Josie Miles. There's not too much known about Josie. She recorded 50 songs in the late 20s, became a devout Christian, mm -hmm. and died in the 50s or 60s. Nobody really knows. Okay. The name of this song is Mad Mama Blues, 1924. That is a long time ago. Now I could see blood running through the streets, could be everyone, laying dead right, right at my feet. Give me gunpowder, give me dynamite. Yes, I'd wreck the city, wanna blow it up tonight. Okay. I took my big Winchester down off the shelf. When I get through shooting, there won't be nobody left. <laughs> I love to hear, Why is she so mad? I love to hear the music that goes along with this. That is too. a, you know what? We should actually uh, YouTube some other things. All right. The next person is called Stuff Smith. Stuff. The name of the song is If You're a Viper, 1936. Talk about a reefer of five feet long. Not too fat and not too strong. This could be Snoop Dogg. Now your throat get dry and you know you're high. Everything is dandy. Truck on down to the candy store. There you go. Get your kicks of peppermint candy. <laughs> so he's high and got the munchies. <laughs> Next we have Roy Brown. The name of his song is Butcher Pete. Okay. 1950, moving on up. He's from Louisiana. This is your people. This, I, I, I will claim him. Ever since Peter flew into town, he's been having a ball. Just cutting and chopping for miles around. Single women, married women, old maids and all. The police put Pete in jail. Yes, he finally met his faith. But when they came to play, pay his bail, they found him chopping up his cellmate. So, oh, okay. wh again, why is everybody so angry? Last but certainly not least, we have Blind Willie McTell. He was born blind in one eye, and during childhood he couldn't see out of both eyes. So just, I, I don't know. The name of his song is A to Z Blues, 1956. I'm going to cut your head four different ways. Jesus. That's long, short, deep, and wide. When I get a rhythm of rusty black handle razor, you're going to be booked out for an ambulance ride. All right, this is ridiculous. Because like... I'm going to cut you A, B, C, D on the top of your head. They're going to treat, gonna be treating you nice like mama. You ain't going to be dead. I'm going to cut 
EFG across your face, H-I-J-K, like there's running bound to take place. Cut the whole alphabet. Cut L-M-N across both your arms. You'll sell a pedal gal for your whole life long. Cut N-O-P-Q. That's going to be trouble too. Because I'm going to grab your mama and turn you every way but loose. Cut RST and hear you cry. That'll be the times the tears run from your eyes. Cut UVW on the bottom of your feet. That'll be the last time you're walking up and down 25th Street. Making you cross your bosom with XYZ. When you get through with the alphabet, you're going to quit messing with me. Um, I am not messing with him at all. <laughs> and if he cannot see, how is he doing this? How is he catching her? And how is he carving anything into her? He's got to hire somebody to do is it Is she for to stand still and let him do it? <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed um, those song lyrics as much as my husband did. I think he is uh, disturbed now and wants to go to church. A little bit. If you are thirsty for more, please join us next time. Jim, can you let everybody know where they can find us? Sure. You guys can listen to us through iTunes Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker, and any other major podcast platform out there. Thank you so much. We're having a blast, and we're getting a lot of good feedback from all of our listeners. I think we are, I don't know how many total listeners I think uh, 300 now, I think. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Stay thirsty. Bye.